Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. Oh, I didn't even read that. All right, you ready to rock and roll this? Eat that cookie. Finish that up. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast. Today, Josh and I are going to talk about one of my favorite investment themes of 2020, and that is mobile payments. That's right. So those are car loans? No, 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 no. Okay, so that's uh, when I get a cell phone, but I want to pay full price, I spread over 24 months? Mm, not that either. Okay. It must have been the cost to put that thing above my baby's crib that they look at? Nope. Again, Josh, it is not what you're thinking. Oh, so so mobile a- payment, that is pretty much, I mean, paying for things... Really, in any way that isn't physical cash money. Okay. I gotcha. So, mobile payments, most people will probably think about smartphones, right? Boom. That's where you do this mobile payment That's right. more mobile. often than not. I mean, some you could do on your iPad or computer, which right. would, I guess, be a mobile payment. Could be. But in general, we're talking smartphones, using that to pay for purchases. Okay. So, there's a lot out there. True. And we're more gonna do, every day. We're going to survey the whole, we're going to survey the whole room, which is you and me. Um, about technologies in use. All right, so this is not a very it's very big accurate sample survey. Hundred percent of the people in this room are getting surveyed, so it's very <laughs> accurate. Awesome. What do you use? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I use all of them. Okay, so yes is my answer. Apple Pay is my favorite. So you know, I have a actually I have the Apple Card, but I have all my cards loaded to my phone and a lot of them to my watch. And I love using that to contactless pay at the store. I love using that to pay people money, you know, person to person or whatever. I actually honestly get angry, not really angry, just frustrated when store does not take Apple Pay because I'm like, it's 2020. What are you living in the Fred Flintstone era? Yeah. But side note, Kroger does not take that. So that's kind of why one reason I stopped shopping there, aside from the fact that Aldi is really, really cheap. So Aldi for life. Um, but yeah, so gas stations are getting in on it. It's a game changer. Super, super awesome. But I also do, have... Do the carts at Aldi's do... Apple Pay? Oh, that is the little, next step. But the, I feel like you'd have, to, you'd have to Apple Pay more than 25 cents to oh, get your card. Okay. Yeah. That is, that is such That's a... It. Isn't that creative, though, how they save so much money on, A, you don't get bags, or they don't bag your food, so they save money on that, but they also don't have carts being stolen. Is so that a big deal? Do you start, apparently, do carts disappear all the time? Why do you think they use the quarter thing? I don't know. I just thought it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> so that's okay. That's our Aldi tangent for the day. I also use Venmo, very limited, mostly to people with like non-iPhones, which I'm like, come on, join the 21st century because right. I don't if, you, if you have an iPhone, you can use Apple Pay. Uh, I have PayPal I use for some online purposes. Um, I've used Square before. We use Zelle sometimes for our bank. So yeah, I think I use all of them, but... I would say the vast majority of what we do is with Apple Pay. What about you, Josh? Yep. So I pay my mobile phone bill, <laughs> and that counts as a mobile payment. That's a mobile payment. Yeah, a payment for my mobile. Well, you pay for it on your phone? No. Oh, that would be so crazy. You use, you use like yeah. you that'd be send, like a loop, a, serv- a loop of no like money, a envelope of cash. Yes. To quarters, spectrum, quarters and pennies. Um, but no, honestly, I have the capability. I have. My phone, I have a Samsung phone, so I have Samsung Pay. Oh, that's why you don't use them, because your phone doesn't operate in yeah. this current day and age. But it's it's there. It's available. I just don't use it. I don't know why. I, I 
I'm liking cash less with this whole uh, coronavirus that was going through earlier I this those year. Germs. I looked at uh, my wallet. I have four dollars in it right yeah. now. Yeah, and I haven't touched that four dollars in a month. You know, part of the reason why I think I carry this cash is my kids' teeth have been falling out like crazy, and the oh, that's stinking, a dollar a pop. I know the stinking tooth fairy shows Does inflation up all the get time. That? It's it's a dollar. It's still a dollar. a dollar. It was a dollar when I was a kid. It was. It's been a dollar and uh, inflation. Tooth fairy. Has not kept I mean, it's up. it's fantasy land. There, they don't experience inflation at all. <laughs> the tooth fairy does not yeah. know inflation. But you know, honestly, um, if someone owes me money, um, I usually say, talk to my wife, and she does the magic voodoo phone stuff that gets money from one spot. It's to another. witchcraft for sure. Yeah, it, I mean, it's. I have a pretend dollar on my phone. Do you want my pretend dollar? Sure, here you go. Don't try <laughs> so, to cash it. It's a pretend. So no. that's really a funny thing because I borrowed. So my barber now takes credit cards. Yep. But there for a long time he did not. So I had to take cash. And the only reason I needed cash ever was to go get my haircut, yep. which is like once a month. Mm-hmm. So one day I went and got a haircut and I had to bum money off of Josh yep. to go get a haircut. And I went to pay him back, and I was like, hey, can I just Venmo you or whatever? Yeah. And he's like, uh, talk uh, to my wife. Yep. So then I had to talk to my wife to talk to his wife to get her money. It was a mess. Yes. Josh, you got to get with it. You know, I have my people call your people. That's, I owe you. That's how it works. I'm just going to write you an IOU. That, that works. Uh, but honestly, you know, I understand how it works, and I'll probably try to maybe utilize a little more, take advantage of it. But in general, I mean, I've used PayPal online and then the, the Nemo thing, you know, finding Nemo is the hardest part for finding me. Finding Nemo. Yeah. That's, I can't even, I don't know where it's at. Can you my Nemo money me? goes there. It's like, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to find Nemo right it's now. It's a black hole. Yeah. It just disappears. So, just keep uh, swimming, you know, man. Just it's, keep swimming. it's one of those where, you know, the technology is new, uh, newer, I should say, but it's it's been around for a little while and it's the more it's been accepted by people as a transactional way of doing business, the more businesses jump on board because they're going to have to pay for these type of things. You know, there's transactional costs. So unless they see value in people using it, they're not going to adopt it. So like you're saying, you know, Apple has the majority of these payments here in the U.S. right now. Um, And so they are being adopted more and more. And then as people are seeing that, they want to make sure that if someone shows up without it, they, they can make them happy wherever that is. So speaking of that, Statista.com, which we'll link in the show notes, they had a survey. And this Their survey was done in 2019, so last year, mm-hmm. and all the way through the fourth quarter. Gotcha. Um, but when they surveyed, they asked the question, which service have you used in the past 12 months? So they want to know actual use, not heard of or anything like right, that, but right. yeah, actual use. 51% said Apple Pay. So again, that's top me. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 34% said Google Pay. And then 22% said Samsung Pay. Those are the, some of the top ones. And then PayPal and Venmo and all those other ones were on there as well. Um, and they varied on different rankings. Now, that's, PayPal and Venmo so are the together. that's very interesting. If you add those up, 51, mm-hmm. 34, and 22, you get more than 100%. Yes. Because remember, they asked, which one of these have you used in the past 12 months? So someone so if I did, carriers or Or if company. I use Apple and then... I use Samsung, you know, maybe they have an overlap or maybe oh, within the family. With your phone, you can probably use Google or Samsung mm-hmm. Pay. Yeah, I could use both. And then again, with some of the other ones too, PayPal, Venmo, they may have used PayPal online on a computer yep. and then that would have counted as well. So you're right. It's not inclusive which only one did you use, obviously. Correct. And if they're asking about their family, if my wife has an iPhone, I have a Samsung phone, we could have used both and checked both boxes. True. They also asked, and this was in the fourth quarter, Venmo had net payment volume of $29 billion, which is a with lot a of money moving. Billion with a B. Billion with a B. A lot of money fictitiously moving back and forth. It's fake uh, money. Fake money. Monopoly you know, you money. don't see it. But that 
amounted to a 56% growth year over year. So there's a lot of people adopting this use of, like you said, so you go out to eat with friends, you pay one bill and then you can split it up, you know, get that, make each other whole on how much, you you know, one person orders a salad and another person orders a steak and then they have to pay the same amount. This is horrible. If you look at PayPal, PayPal owns Venmo. Yep. If you look at PayPal stock the last handful of years, you will see this trend growing. Yeah. And their stock price has done very well for sure. Uh, they also Venmo in the fourth quarter had 40 million active accounts. That's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. So I guess if, yeah, you know, if they're getting that 50 cent, 56% growth of year over year on that volume, you would assume probably those accounts are growing as well. True. So more and more people are adopting this. So, and so, fin- so Finley has like 50,000 people in it. So yep. that's a lot of multiples of Finley. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and the Pew Trust did some research back in 2016 and found, and this is, again was 2016, so it's grown since then. 39% of all mobile payment users were millennials. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about who's using this thing, millennials are the majority in this sector for now. They're the early right. adopters to so this technology. We're both millennials. I'm yep. a millennial. I would say that in 2016, I don't even know if I was using... I guess I had a PayPal account probably for like eBay or whatever. But other than that, I was not using Apple Pay. I don't even know if Venmo was very popular. Yep. Very limited back then. So and Still 39% of millennials. Yeah. And part of this 2016 research showed that the people using it, majority were in large cities. Gotcha. And so that's, you know, that was where it was adopted first. The convenience, the ease of that um, technology. It was also the more educated you were, the higher percentage of people used it as well. Hmm. I don't know how that correlates right. more than maybe because of disposable income, they're more likely to try that out and see what happens. You know, if they, there was a scam or like their money disappeared, maybe they were less worried about it. I'm not sure. But that was one of the other things in that survey. Also, and so going back to the generational, 39% of millennials had used mobile payment. They only make up 28% of the U.S. population. So a large portion of them are using the mobile payment. Exactly. So another way of looking at only 18% of non-mobile paying people are millennials. So millennials make up the vast majority yes, of mobile Yes, they're the users. vast majority, yep. yep. Um, and almost three-fourths, 72% of all mobile payments are either millennials or Gen Xers. And so that's the big group right there that's really taken this technology. And it's probably true when you go across technology across the board because right. those are the people that adopt and utilize the technology. So that'd be like 18-year-old adults in general all the way up to 50. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. yeah, right Ish. around there. And so, again, that's 72% of all mobile payments, but that's only... Just over half the population is making up, you know, three fourths of all mobile users. Right. So again, that those those populations are uh, overwhelmingly using this technology. Yeah, for sure. That is, it's definitely changing, and uh, this younger crowd is driving that change. Yep. And then also in 2019, there was another research that was done for marketing, but they found that 29% of smartphone owners made a mobile payment in the U.S. So it's adopted just under one third of the people yep. in the U.S. Now that's Cool. One third also have done a person to person transfer. So, like you were talking about when you owe somebody money, sending that. That's pretty neat. But uh, can you guess what the China's adoption rate is? So, ours is 29%. Where's China at? I mean, I feel like China is a little bit more mobile first. And I kind of in my head think it's 70 some percent. 81 percent wow yeah so they have really adapted to this technology so maybe it's because they are becoming not so much an emerging economy but a major economy later when this is already a thing that they're 
mo- their people are just going straight there. Yeah. And when you look at the companies there that are doing the same thing, when you look at like our PayPal and our Apple Pay and those type of things, those Chinese companies just dwarf Apple's revenue oh, or, sure. you know, transactions. Yeah, yeah. That it's just, it's incredible. So it's not just the U.S. Globally, there's a lot of people using mobile payment. Josh? Yep. Are you ready for the dad joke of the week? I'm ready. All right. I got one for you. It is quite the doozy. So I had to write down which number it was in my book. Oh, okay. Did you hear about the kidnapping? I did not. What, what kidnapping? Oh, he's fine. He woke up eventually. The kid napping. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the dad joke of the week. Yeah, I like it. So as we like to do with these investment themes, we're kind of going to break down the consumer case and the business case for this trend. So consumer case overall, relatively straightforward. As someone myself who would prefer you know, less talking and interaction with the world, admittedly the fact that I don't have to go to a bank or hand someone check or money in person, it's very, very appealing to me. And the convenience of contactless payments with your phone is huge. So for the consumer, you know, the major case for mobile payments in general is all about convenience. And I guess security is also another one because if you think you're, you cannot have your cash stolen out of your pocket, you could have your phone stolen, I guess, but you can't use your, they can't use your thumbprint or whatever to mobile pay, but you can't have your debit physical card credit card or debit card yep. hacked at a skimmer at a gas station or whatever so there's definitely some some security there too i would also say that you could make this case that sanitation is better with less physical money changing hands um and less interaction with those people but then again i've heard some really gross statistics on people's cell yeah, phones phones and are germs gross. on those phones are gross so maybe we'll maybe we'll say maybe on that one but as far as a business case goes it's kind of also built on the convenience case so if money changing hands is easier, people will be able and more apt to do it more often. When this happens, card issuers, tech companies, the PayPals of the world, they all skim a tiny amount off the top for a transaction fee or whatever. And that is good. And that can add up very quickly with millions and billions of dollars being transacted. So you layer in the fact that when you use these services, your data is theirs. Mm-hmm. So they know how to market to you. They know your habits and trends and where you shop and how you shop and what you buy. And the fact that this is generally software-based, so they have very little overhead cost. It's super scalable. Once you build it, this technology, obviously there's some maintenance, but you don't have to make huge investments going forward. Yep. You have a very winning bon- uh, winning business model with some like bonkers margins. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so when we think about that, businesses love this new technology for the convenience. People love this new technology for the convenience. But the question I'm asking is, this convenience a good thing when it comes to spending money? Right. You know, so there's some in our industry that say, you know, the harder it is to separate you from your money, the better you're going to be because it's not so easy to just make it disappear. Yeah, that's uh, a very Dave Ramsey thing. Yeah, he's, he's yep. one of the big he's ones. A and, of that. You know, you know, he says, and you got to have each dollar that you have has to have a purpose within your budget. It's got to be going somewhere or else it disappears. Right. Um, you'll, our, our human nature is we tend to enjoy life. And if we have some extra money, most people tend to spend it on something. Yep. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But cash, you see it physically. And so if I look at my wallet and it's less, eh, then I kind of am aware of that. Right. If I look at my phone and it looks exactly the same it did before I make the transaction, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's harder to get that where am I at in the scale of my budget when you don't see that. Now, yeah. the flip side is with technology and with my phone, there are budgeting apps that can all link True. and 
carry transactions and you can you can track all that without seeing physical dollars so you yeah. know the the old idea was kind of like an envelope system where you kind of had each budget item had a kind of a set amount of money and you kind of set that aside for it well you can do that on your phone oh, and yeah. see exactly where it's at so the convenience is great but the convenience can for people who struggle the convenience can be a hindrance because it's so easy and you don't realize you know ten dollars here twenty dollars here you know i'm going to the store and i buy this and i buy that and it, all those little ones eat away and you don't when they accumulate together you're like man why did i spend so much money at walmart exactly. there's all those little trips you made to buy one thing here one thing there yep. so in general I, I think there was a, a quote that said with great power comes great responsibility someone said that it's so from the uncle ben yeah wild rice company. yeah uncle ben liked it uh but that's important you know when we have this new technology you need to be responsible with it and understand how that will impact you. A lot of people, not a big deal. Right. Um, you know, For them, they'll say, uh, I can see it. For instance, although I don't use my mobile payment, since I linked it to my cards, I get an alert every time it, the cards are used. So, so I can see that. Thing, yeah. I like it. Yep. And I just, okay, that makes sense. I'm the one doing it. Or <laughs> I know my wife is shopping. She's buying whatever. Yep. And so it's, it's there. But technology should help us, not hinder us. So that's always the key is, True. did this make my life better? Or did it make it more difficult? Right. And it could be more convenient, but it, did it make it better? And that's always the key when you're asking yourself with finances is, if I'm heading towards a goal, is this helping me get there? Or will this be another stumbling block for me along the way? And I think anything taken to an excess can can become a hindrance. So like if like we were just saying, if it's, easy, if it's way too easy now because of this wonderful technology, which can be used for good yep. and can be used for convenience and ease and security, if it's too easy that it causes you to change the way you spend... That might be a red flag. Yep. All right. So next, I think we should talk about how you can invest in this trend. And remember that I'm going to give you some ideas of companies or maybe there's an ETF I'm going to talk about that are in this mobile payment space that gets you exposure to this theme or this trend. But you should always talk to your financial advisor and see if any of this fits into your financial plan in the overall portfolio allocation, risk tolerance, and picture for your goals. Yeah, this is not advice. It's just here's the players playing in this field. Exactly. So if you look at generally stocks, so individual stocks that you could hold, some exposure you could get would be through the cell phone manufacturers themselves, right? So Apple obviously makes a ton of iPhones but they also have mobile payment technology mm -hmm. on their iPhones through Apple Pay and stuff like that. Google and Samsung, kind of the same exposure there. They make phones, they make operating systems, they have the payment functions in there, and they you know, are benefited from those things. So that's an exposure, but that's an exposure where the payment portion is relatively small you know, as a portion of their total business. So maybe if you're looking for like a risk, maybe it's a little less risky. Another way to look at it is credit card companies obviously are preparing their cards and their as as issuers to be accepted on all of these mobile payment technologies. So companies like MasterCard, Visa, American Express, these are companies that you can put their card right on your phone and you can use that to pay mobily, which is really, really cool. Um, so you can get exposure in that way. You can also look at things like a person-to-person -person payment system like PayPal, Square, those kind of things. Even banks, while kind of counterintuitive, they have ways to pay mobily with like integration with Zelle 
Is that the uh, one where you can look at houses for sale? I was thinking that Zells are the things that tr- prance across the prairie oh, in Africa. That might have been it. So, um, so those are some individual kind of ways to get some exposure to that. But you can also look at at an ETF, so an exchange traded fund that kind of is focused on mobile payments. And I've not, you know, looked into the nuts and bolts of this specific ETF, but I was looking at ETFs that get some mobile payment exposure, and it's the ticker is iPay. Okay, they did it. I P A Y. So someone came up with that, and it was a really earned their money on that one. So that is the ETFMG Prime Mobile Payments ETF. So that ETF is focused on companies in this space, and it's really a. yeah, it's really a cool way to get some exposure without looking at an individual company, kind of getting a broad a broad picture of that. So Josh, wrap it up. Any final thoughts on mobile payments, the impact to a financial plan, the economy and convenience? Is there a trend? Is it here to stay? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's it's here to stay in the sense that, you know, I don't know what new technology will come. Maybe we won't need our phone as much, but the idea I'm of... I'm thank you $8 right now. Yes, that's right. But the idea of the transaction without the actual physical dollars. You know, it started with credit cards and that was a new technology. No more money. It's on this credit. And then now we've moved to the same concept of credit. You're promising to pay somebody, but the money itself is somewhere else, but it's moving from in the air. account to account. <laughs> but it's it's there to stay. That technology is here. And I think it'll only advance as we go. Right. Make it easier for those to go back and forth. And then also the safety will be improved, you know, because the last thing you want is for some sort of transaction to cause someone to have access to accounts that they shouldn't. Right. So that's and, getting and, better all the time. And we're in a mobile first society now, you know, everyone, it seems, not everyone, but yep. nearly everyone has a smartphone and they're always on it, doing yep. tons of stuff on it. So if you have the ability to use that as another part of your life, so for your banking yep. or your finances or your payments, chances are you're it's going to become a bigger part of how yep. you do things. And then too, I know like Amazon, we didn't mention this at all in those those kind of the investment things, but the concept of they had their stores where you walk in, you grab everything you want and everything's kind of the RFID you walk out. thing and you just walk out and it charges it to your account that you have linked. But the whole, I mean, that's mobile payment right there. That's the ultimate The, the concept payment. is right yeah. there is, you know, I, I'm eliminating the whole concept of waiting in line and checking out. It's, when I walk in, I'm agreeing. Anything I leave with, I'm paying for, and you can charge me. And so that concept there is, you know, again, as technology advances, is is there. I love that idea because those lines at the registers can get pretty long. Yeah. And sometimes when you have a very wiggly yeah. two-year-old. And you know what I just thought, too? <laughs> That's hard. Do you think that would help with, like... Shoplifting. Shoplifting? Like, you run out with <laughs> you, you ran out with he it. Charged so, you. <laughs> so, they charged you for it. I don't know. I just had that thought. As always, remember to check out our free gift to you on our website. It is a brief list of eight timeless principles of investing. These are overarching investment themes meant to keep you on track to meet your long-term goals. And if you're anything like us, you've noticed the extreme volatility in the first half of 2020 so far. And uh, maybe some of these would be some good reminders just to keep on the forefront of your mind as you're hoping, hopefully not watching the news, but if you see the news on TV with the stock market. So check it out. It's free on our website. Yep. And also, if you'd like to help us out for our podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And this is the most important one. If you have any ideas or topics you'd like us to talk about, send us an email at hello at theinvesteddads.com. That's right. That's our favorite way of coming up with ideas is knowing that's something that one of our listeners would like to learn a little more about. Uh, Then also, please share this episode with your friends and family. And that's all we got for today. Yeah. In case you missed it, check out our recent episode where we discussed the internet of things. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.